from the trenches. Hey listeners, it's Dave and you're in for a treat. You're about to hear from Ben Thompson, the founder and CEO of Employment Hero. They just raised $22 million and they've chosen to part with some of that hard-earned cash to sponsor from the trenches this month. Why? Because what they do matters. They are going to help reduce the number of wage scandals that get George Columbaris on the front of our papers seemingly every day at the moment. But you don't want to listen to me. You're going to want to go to www.employmenthero.com forward slash FTT to find out more as soon as you finish listening to this episode. Actually, you could do it right now and listen to this episode at the same time. We know our listeners are very smart. Let's stop listening to me. Let's get on with the show. Joining us on From the Trenches, and we're very fortunate to have one of Australia's great entrepreneurs. Ben Thompson is the founder and CEO at Employment Hero, who are the monthly partners from the trenches. And we're going to talk about why we're partnering with EH in a moment. But part of that reason is because we think that what they do is really important to the employment part and of the Australian economy. Ben, welcome to the show. David, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. You do have an interesting story. Uh, your company, and congratulations, just raised a significant amount of money. Uh, yeah, we did. We um, just closed our Series C, um, $22 million, uh, led by Seek. What are, you, what are you going to spend your money on? <laughs> uh, growing the company. Um, we, uh, we've got a huge uh, product development pipeline as well as global expansion. Um, so, you know, plenty of things we're working on. Um, and plenty of ways to spend the money, but um, yeah, we'll we'll keep on going. We uh, we're Paul and I often criticise that we think that a lot of people uh, get money and then spend it on marketing and growth rather than actually fixing their core products. But I remember uh, I tried to put Employment Hero into a client that I was working on about four and a half years ago. It was an RTO, uh, and it was a restructure for me. So I was turning, sort of trying to turn the company around and employment risk was a major problem. And uh, I was working with one of your account managers at the time who I'm still in touch with. And uh, I said to her, she goes, how did it go? I said, well, I can see what you guys are going to do, but, but it wasn't the most seamless experience. But everything I hear now is that you seem to have nailed that and you're fixing a real problem, which is the way Aussie businesses employ people. Yeah. Uh, it's something, to be honest, it's actually um, a pr- Problem that I've been working on for 17 years, uh, and um, still, you know, probably another 20 years ahead of me, just to to try and keep going. <laughs> Let's start with where you were 17 years ago. You were battling fair work, weren't you? <laughs> um, yeah, in a way. So, um, as a as a um, by trade, I'm a I'm a, a lawyer, and um, by practice, I'm a geek. I just love technology, and and where I get to combine the two things, that's my that's my heaven. Um, so I'd spent a fair bit of time in the startup world, in the, in the dot-com world, and then moved back to Australia in 2002 and started the law firm. And uh, not by design, I just ended up doing a lot of employment law work and discovered that there was this universal need uh, to help employers manage employment. And um, you think about it, it's, it makes absolute sense that no one starts a business because they want to be an employer. It's a side effect of starting a business. But the moment you take on your first employee and every employee after that, you are liable for their financial well-being, their mental well-being, their purpose. 
uh, the way they spend most of their waking hours, um, you take on this massive amount of responsibility, almost as much as having a child, and um, and you're not qualified to do it. You don't have to. You don't have to go to university to become an employer. You don't have to do a certification to become an employer. You um, you just become an employer. And on that that moment that somebody signs an employment contract, all of that responsibility lands squarely on your shoulders, and everybody needs help doing it. You know, at, at every level of it. So uh, yeah, it's a huge opportunity to help. You know, a million Australian businesses, but for us globally, helping businesses all over the planet to be great employers. There's, um, you know, listeners can go head to uh, employmenthero.com forward slash FTT to find out a lot more about what the product actually does. But one feature I do want to dive into if we can, Ben, you mentioned that as an employer, we take on the mental health and well-being of our staff members and, and you know, they are consumed with us sometimes how do you? How does your software help with that? How does tech help that? That seems like a people to people thing. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, in some ways, it is. I mean, we do it in a in a broad number of ways. But one is that we that we have an EAP, an employee assistance program, that we provide our clients with, and that gives their employees access to counselling and and other services if they are facing financial or mental health issues. So that's sort of offline. But more more generally, the product. Um, recognizes or what, what we recognize was that small businesses don't have those resources to help their employees, even though they, they want to. But when you get a lot of small businesses onto a single platform, you can leverage the combined buying power of that one platform to the benefit of all employees. So we've built out a thing called work life in the product, which is focused on assisting employees with financial well-being, um, physical well-being and mental well-being in the workplace. And we've got articles in there to help um, across all of those things. Plus, we have all sorts of products and services to assist in those areas, everything from 5% discounts on Coles and Woolies uh, through to, to cheaper mortgages and insurance. We, we spoke about, we got to a certain point in your journey where you sort of realised that you are in court a lot and doing a lot of employment law. How do you go from that to running a tech business? Yeah, um, by making mistakes and um, <laughs> and fixing them. Um, so what we did was we I, I went from just being an employment lawyer to saying, well, where where do clients need help? And we built out um, a company called Employment Innovations, and that's a, a services business. So we do uh, manage payroll, migration, HR consulting, you know, a whole range of different services. And we scaled that company throughout Australia. Um, we've got offices in Sydney, all the capital cities. Um, but we realized that we couldn't scale that infinitely and that technology, uh, basically digitizing those services into a common platform was the way forward. So, uh, that's where we, that's where we went from there into Employment Hero and along the way, payroll, award interpretation, all of those things. Does, how much pressure are you under as the founder of a company that's taken on this massive agenda that deals with people's well-being and now has an investor that's got 22 million bucks in? Oh, a little bit? No, no, no. Actually, to be completely honest, I don't feel the pressure from those things. I, um, I remind everybody here and I remind myself every day that if we can help small businesses employ more people. So firstly, we want our, every small business 
owner to feel confident as an employer. They should feel so freaking proud of what they do, which is deliver jobs into the economy. They represent 69% of all jobs in the Australian economy. Yet they don't, I don't believe they're walking around with their heads up. You know, there's all these wage scandals and things going on and, and they kind of feel like ashamed in some ways of potentially I'm getting stuff wrong. So rather than feel proud and confident, they feel constrained and they don't grow. So I always remind the staff that if we can change that, if we can make people feel proud of what they do and they can employ more people, then there's more people in jobs. And the other side of that equation is if there's more people in jobs, there's more unemployed people, sorry, less unemployed people. And unfortunately, the reality is that unemployed people are depressed and often suicidal. So the more successful we are, the more people are happy and prosperous and the more businesses are proud and employing more people. And so that's what I wake up thinking about is how do we achieve those things, not how do I keep the investors happy. I'll tell you what, listeners, if if you want to know the values of Employment Hero, rewind two minutes and re-listen to how Ben just answered that question because I reckon, mate, if we have more business owners who take on challenges with the, the purpose that you just explained, I think the whole world's going to be a bit of a better place. It's actually quite inspirational. I'm feeling a bit motivated right now. Well, mate, well, it's, gonna... it's absolutely true. And you, you know, our objective is to get a million people on the platform and have a million people performing at the peak of their of their performance in the workplace. And if we can do that, Australia's going to shit at home. So um, that's why I get up in the morning. That's what we're all about. Now, that, that, this is all very nice and it's really important, but but right now on the ground, it's not happening. We go from scandal to scandal. Uh, it seems to be led at the moment. Last year was the franchise or systems. This year seems to be the celebrity chefs, uh, George Columbaris uh, most recently, and then yesterday's paper, whilst he's underpaid his, his staff by $7.2 million, he's asked for a 40% pay rise up to 1.4 mil from MasterChef. So I think his PR people need to manage that a little bit better. But... Why are we going to these big scandals? You know, are journalists chasing it because it's clickbait and people listen? Why is this? These are huge. These things, and you like. It's just you couldn't get. There couldn't be more awareness about the risks of payroll as what there has been created through these scandals over the last twenty four months. But they seem to keep coming. Yep, and they do keep coming. And the question is, are people doing? doing this intentionally, like are employers bad people and who are trying to rip their staff off or is there a more fundamental reason that this is happening and happening repeatedly regardless of all the education? And the fact is it's it's a fundamental problem with the Australian legal system. Um, Without going to too much granular detail, our system is absolutely unique on the planet it was originated in 1906 by the Harvester Case decision where we created a living wage and from which we have created modern awards. And that system, without going through all the 100 years of detail, has created this monster that every employer has to understand and which effectively is almost impossible to comply with 100%. I reckon if if I if you let me loose in almost any company in, in Australia, I could find some type of non-compliance with the Australian employment law system. And so if that's the fact, if if you know, 
even the Fair Work Ombudsman last year did an audit of uh, 300 odd businesses across Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane, and they found that 74% were non-compliant. Wow. So imagine if everyone was – imagine if 74% of people were driving on the wrong side of the road. Like, you'd stop. You'd get off. You'd say, pull over. There's something fundamentally wrong here. We need to fix it. But for some reason, our system is so entrenched, no one's prepared to fix it. And that's that's where technology has to come in. Well, if, if that's your line of thinking, then I've, I've – uh, this has just popped up a news item. It's happened an hour ago, so you're not prepared for this. So if you can't answer it well, let's see how we go. The Industrial Relations uh, Minister has just announced he's considering criminal sanctions for employers who fail to pay workers properly. Given those comments you just made, is that fair? If If there's intent – if somebody is intentionally like, so I read another article yesterday which said, you know, George Columbaris kept seven point six million dollars from his employees for six years or whatever it was, and yeah. and that's basically, you know, that should be criminal. If if he intentionally borrowed seven seven point six million from his staff, didn't pay interest on it, then yeah, that's serious. Like that is just seriously bad. But if if it's all pervasive, and what we're finding is that, you know, the ATO. Um, Super Retail Group, Lush, Qantas, the ABC, all in the last 12 months, they've all underpaid their staff. Now, are they all bad? And they're huge companies with teams of people working on solving this problem. If they're getting it wrong, is a small business owner who, as I said before, didn't go into business to become an employer, has never done any qualifications to be an employer, who has Buckley's chance of understanding the Australian employment law system, if he or she gets it wrong, should they go to jail? If they did it intentionally, maybe. If they made a genuine mistake, no. These scandals, as well as combined with general economic conditions, uh, have sort of, in a part, and the advent of technology in a different side of of the services that you offer, has seen a shift in the way employment works and we have the rise of the gig economy. And I think many accounts and advisors out there know that this is a big market but don't really know how to tap into it. The gig economy, and I've sat down with Levi Aaron, who's the country manager of Deliveroo, and he said to me, you know, there's no such thing as a Deliveroo worker. It's Deliveroo and Uber and Airtasker, and when they add them all up, they can make more money than if they were employees because they're mostly lowly skilled workers. All they have to do is a bit of administration for that. Is that a fair summary of where the gig economy is at? Yeah. Uh, the gig economy has done an exceptional job of removing friction from finding work and earning money. You know, the one thing that we all have as individuals is our time. That's the thing we can trade for, 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 for income. And if you remove friction from, from your ability to do that, then you're going to create a lot of uh, opportunity, abundance of opportunity for people to make money. But – Sorry, go ahead. Do you think the people are unemployed because of the friction in the process of signing up to a job? Some of it, yeah. There is a lot of um, friction in applying for work, um, uh, getting through an application, getting onboarded, all of that type of thing. I think it's not so much unemployment that I'm that I'm more concerned with. It's underemployment. There's been a huge spike in underemployment over the last five years. And I think what happens is that somebody gets a job, part-time job, and they might get 20 hours a week. They really want 40 hours, but they, they've got a job. They've ticked that, ticked that box. 
And the thought of going out and finding another job um, is incredibly hard uh, when you've already got one. So, but for an Uber driver, you just get in the car, drive out the driveway, and you're working. Now you can do it whenever you want. There's no friction. It's easy. So how do we? The question I'm trying to understand and solve is how do we remove friction from employment to create an abundance of work for for um, the people who need it? And um, and I think we've done a reasonable job so far. Our system definitely removes um, hours, many many hours of work from finding from from managing employment. But there's a lot more we can do in the future. We uh, we're partnering with you guys over the next month. There's uh, we've got some ads at the start of our show that I hope listeners find slightly entertaining. Where uh, Paul and I put our creative brains together to come up with some ad copy for you. Uh, that uh, I think we went a bit too creative and we had superhero sounds flying in and out of it that your marketing team told me, no, you're getting off brand, get back on brand. So we had to cut it down a little bit. That was a compliment. I mean, we're bloody accountants. But, uh, and part of that is because we think, you know, the comments that you just made, we believe in as well. But why are you talking to accountants now? Yeah, look, accountants, um, they're, they're, they're trusted advisors, right? First and foremost, They've become the trusted advisors for their clients. And when a client is concerned about something financial, such as payroll, then they often go to their accountant for advice. But accountants are no more qualified to deal with employment-related issues than my hairdresser. I don't have a hairdresser, but... (laughs) I'm looking at your head of hair, and I reckon you've got a need for one a bit more than I do. (laughs) So... (laughs) You know, accountants are getting asked these questions. They're getting asked all the time, like, how do I manage the modern awards? How do I manage, you know, single-touch payroll? How do I manage rostering? How do I manage HR? Um, And they're not qualified to answer it. At the same time, laws have made people who provide advice in those areas vicariously liable for the advice that they provide. So accountants are sitting ducks um, when it comes to helping their clients in this area. We've built a platform that automates most of those features, award interpretation, payroll, single-touch payroll, um, onboarding, contracts, performance management, um, also basically an end-to-end employment management platform. If accountants can understand it and recommend it to their clients, then they can you know, provide a lot more value to the, their clients in the right areas. And we can work with them to provide great value to their clients around employment management. So it's a, it's just knowing what you're good at and, and we're good at that and, and accountants are good at many other things and we just want to help them be the best they can for their customer. Uh, people, if you, you listen to the show, you know, Paul and I often comment that the amount of sales emails we get in our inboxes is absolutely insane. Um, and so we're, we're so happy to see Employment Hero taking the time and Ben, you spending your time to really explain why we should do this and the, and the value of doing it. I think that helping your clients with something like Employment Hero is a way for you to climb the value chain of, of the type of services that you offer without necessarily putting a huge time or resource strain on your own firm's practice, but it does start with a relationship with Employment Hero. Uh, we have uh, head to employmenthero.com forward slash FTT. There's a little video there that explains a little bit about the Employment Hero partner program. Did you, uh, Ben, did you talk to a lot of accountants when you were developing that that referral program? 
Uh, yeah, we did actually. We've um, we've spent a fair bit of time working with them, and and we're still. Um, I guess fine tuning it. So keen to get feedback from any accountants who want to work with us on the best ways to work with accountants. Um, so we have we have designed it for them, but I'm sure we can improve it. Excellent. Well, we we hope to be a part of that collaborative process, uh, and I expect to see employment here growing in the conversations accountants have at their water coolers. Any final messages for our listeners out there? Uh, look, um, now you're through the end of um, the financial year, and you've got a bit more headspace. Um, take. 10 minutes, sign up for um, a web, we can do a, we've got a webinar running for accountants to show them what the platform does and how it can help their clients. So you've got, hopefully got a little bit more time up your sleeves and and it's a good way to spend 15 or 20 minutes of your day. Um, We, you won't find a team of people who's more passionate about helping Australian employers than our team at Employment Hero. And uh, we are just waiting to help you out. Thank you very much. Thanks mate, I appreciate your time. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at Paul Meissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the Trenches.